Courage or crazy? Courage to get through life and a whole lot of crazy to survive life. Trapper, Teresa, and Cheryl, your ambassadors of Courage or Crazy. Sharing life with you, uncensored and unfiltered. Real life, real people, real courage, real crazy. So, today is going to be a little different for the Courage or Crazy podcast. And by the way, welcome back, everybody. We have been taking some time because life gets busy and you can't always get a podcast done. But we're back. And I just want to make it abundantly clear. Here at Courage or Crazy, we've all made the promise to ourselves that we will always speak truth. Truth about life. Truth about, you know, things that we have experienced and whatnot. I'm going to throw this out because I know there's a lot of people, they hear stuff, they listen to stuff, and you don't like the opinions that you're hearing, and you get mad. Well, you can get mad, and I'm just going to give everybody the warning in advance. You might get mad about the topic today, and it's going to be about all things living in a border town in Arizona and illegal immigration and the ramifications that it can have on a small community or any community, even larger communities. So if you feel you're going to get upset because you don't think you're going to like an opinion that you might have, I'm sorry, you're going to have to need to find a different podcast for today. Our promise to you will be, it will be real things that we have experienced here living in Sierra Vista, Arizona, which is located in the very lower part of Cochise County. We are... How many miles from the border are we? 20 to 30, depending on where you're at. 20 to 30, depending on where you're at. So everything that we will be talking about, it's not political-based. This is real life, the reality of it. So with that, I'm going to pass it on to Cheryl, who is going to – she loves, just so everybody knows. I'm going to lighten this up just for a moment. Cheryl is a numbers geek. (laughs) I am. I am not kidding you. I am. Don't get her started on numbers. You'll never (laughs) hear the end about how much she loves numbers. Anyway, so Cheryl, go ahead and take over. I do love numbers, and I'll tell you the reason why in this particular case that I love numbers. Um, I can say to you, being a resident of Cochise County, we deal with a lot, right? I can say that. I can say a lot. Mm -hmm. But when it's followed up by real true statistics of what we deal with here in Cochise County, then I think people... It's not just my opinion of a lot, you know, because everybody's opinion of a lot can be completely different. Very different. So I want to go through um, some statistics. This is taken from um, directly from Sheriff Daniels, who is a wonderful sheriff here in Cochise County. And he is, um, you know, I think he's very fair, very reasonable and does a great job with what he has to deal with here in Cochise County. And he has quite a wonderful <laughs> sense of humor. He does. He does. So in... The Tucson sector, again, this is not specific. They, they run the tallies for the Tucson sector, but um, in it, that includes Cochise County. Mm-hmm. So the agents in the Tucson sector came across 21,485 illegal immigrants in November. Okay, so these statistics are taken from November. It takes a while to gather all the data. Mm-hmm. The majority of the people crossing the border are Mexican nationals, um, according to federal agents. Individuals from Guatemala and other countries are the second and third largest groups, followed by Hondurans and El Salvadors, mm-hmm. El Salvadorians. Um, most of them 
are single adults mm -hmm. as opposed to family units. So one of the things that we will talk about is that because most people say, oh, it's a family wanting a better life. Statistics say that is incorrect. Um, between July 1st and July 30, or I mean, and on December 31st, Coach Daniel said that the jail, now mind you, this is only half a year, mm -hmm. that the jail spent $830,000 solely on inmates. Now that combines U.S. citizens who have been arrested for helping with the illegal immigrants, but that includes U.S. citizens and illegals that are linked and to- And now, Cheryl, I don't mean to interrupt you, but where does that money come from? Is that like- Taxpayer dollars. Taxpayer. We're in Arizona. And Taxpayer most dollars. Of Arizona mm -hmm. is rural, right? And Taxpayer we all know dollars. in rural communities, yes. we have small economies. Yes. So that burden yeah. is by rural communities, that financing, huh? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. I didn't mean to interrupt that's you. Only that's only half that's, impact. That's only half a year last year. Yeah. And the statistics say that so far this year alone, and we're only in May. Yes. That we have almost hit last year's numbers as far as people crossing the border for all of last year, and it's only in May so far, and I've got that statistic as well. But another statistic that I thought was pretty interesting, they only, since April of last year, um, they started tracking, and so they could have statistics, of the number of calls that they fielded. Mm -hmm. based on people calling and go, holy crap, there's illegals running through my neighborhood. Holy crap, illegals destroyed this, whatever, whatever, whatever. The calls, anything associated with illegal migration. Between April 1st and December 31st, 2020, there were 743 such calls here in, Yo in Cochise County. Mm -hmm. 743 calls. And they say, to keep in mind, that that is a conservative number because they didn't start tracking right away. This mm -hmm. is just since they got their tracking system in place. Yeah. 743. Mm -hmm. The majority of the people, the article goes on to say, with the statistics provided by Sheriff Daniels, the majority of the people that get caught being coyotes, uh, for those of you who don't understand what the word coyote means, that's the person that is hauling the illegals. Yes. We're also going to use the word load car. Load car. A Correct. load car is carrying the vehicle. And that's a big vehicle. business. They, they get is. paid yes. very well, I yep. understand. Yes. So the number one thing you need to keep in mind is the Mexican, this isn't the Mexican government per se. I believe that mm -hmm. the Mexican government overall, the majority of them, would work with the United States to solve the problem. The problem is the Mexican cartel. Yes. Now, I'm going to say this publicly. They're evil people. Yes. Um, so that's my opinion. The cartel. The cartel. The cartel are evil so people. So this would be the first part where we're going to make go back to what you heard at the beginning for the introduction. This is not anything to do with people who are of Hispanic descent. Absolutely not. That is not it. And the people that come you here can legally, go absolutely not. Through I, I have lots of friends, all different colors of the wonderful rainbow of the world. Right. So this is about... Illegals. Illegals and the cartel. And the cartel. Another statistic that I found interesting. Um, in between, well, let's go back to the cartel and what they're doing. They actually try to recruit teenagers. Mm -hmm. Teenagers, people, keep that in mind. Teenagers. Children. Children. Through social media. They offer $1,000 minimum per yeah. person that they bring across the border and get somewhere. Yes. So these teenagers 
as an example, a 16-year-old from Mesa, Arizona, was transporting illegals a few months back. I remember that one. He crossed over one of our major highways at at what they believe is well over 120 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. He ran into a woman's vehicle. She lived in Benson, was traveling to Sierra Vista for her 65th birthday party with her son because she was retiring and had her whole retirement life planned out. And she was killed in that accident by a 16-year-old that was recruited by the cartel. Yes. So that is a lot of the problem I have. Crossing into Cochise County last year alone... The cameras alone spotted 43,229 individuals illegally entering Cochise County. At least 35% of those were arrested. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. That's a huge number. Our Border Patrol is overworked. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, positively overworked. Yes. But the other 65% got away. Mm-hmm. There are 65% of 43,229 people that got away and are carrying. Amongst the ones they actually caught, 51 were drug mules mm-hmm. and 800 pounds, 800 pounds out of that 35% that was actually stopped and arrested, 800 pounds of narcotics were seized. Mm-hmm. I did not have time to pull the narcotics deaths in Cochise County, but last I heard, it has, it's four and five times more than it was. It is. 800 pounds of narcotics. I'm telling you people, most of that is fentanyl. And one pill of fentanyl will kill an average weighted person. This is an important issue. And I, I think that it's interesting. We can shed some light on it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, we all live in Arizona, the three of us. I, yes. I live further north. I see it all the time because um, the interstate runs right through our community. Cheryl, you know yep. that. Absolutely. You, yeah. you travel it all the time and wear the tread off your tires. But, <laughs> yes. um, and you see it in the news all the time. You know, vehicles um, that have been stopped by, you know, state troopers, or the sheriffs or, or highway patrol. And they're filled with people that, you know, um, they're, they're transporting illegally mm-hmm. or they're seizing, um, thousands of pounds of, of drugs, fentanyl, meth, cocaine. And so like, I know we, we see it up here a little bit North, but, um, a different perspective with you gals living in, in the heart of the issue. And, you know, um, I think, uh, one of the big, like, first issue we should, like, really, like, discuss is the misperception, right? Like, I don't think anyone is against immigration. It's no. the issue of illegal immigration. Absolutely. And That's absolutely, absolutely it right there. <laughs> and, yep. you know, building a wall was not because we're anti um, anyone coming to our country. It's There's a legal port of entry, right? There's a legal way of doing doing that, of entering the country, and what you experience in Southern Arizona is the wrath and the hell of the illegal immigration. And our borders are um, Vice President Kamala Harris. You know, I hope she's listening. Governor Hobbs, I hope she's sitting in her governor's tower and will listen to this. Um, but there's a problem at the southern border. There and is. we can't have, it does not matter if you are a Democrat, a Republican, an independent, um, or anything. Um, but everyone has to have a come to Jesus moment about what is the real issue, 
right? Yep. It's the, the illegal real integration. The issue is it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I want to and say it's it's, it's it, dangerous yeah. for everybody, our kids, our, our communities, our economies. And, yes. be, and before Teresa tells a recent story um, that impacted her life tremendously, I want to tell you um, in this article um, where Sheriff Daniels was being uh, interviewed and he he quoted all these statistics. The last thing he said was, this is a verbatim quote from Sheriff Daniels, until we have a collective effort from state, local, and federal officials working together with a solid message of secure borders with the rule of law being applied, we're going to have this. Right now, we have an open border philosophy and it's impacting our rural communities. Yes. Now we're going to talk about exactly what happens in the rural community of Sierra Vista as spoken from two people who live here. So, Teresa, tell us your story. Okay, so this one, obviously, I mean, before we went on, on air, we were talking about, I mean, you and I both have multiple. This is just the most recent, and it was this week, Tuesday of this particular week. So today is May 5th. 2023 so on Tuesday of this week um I was getting ready to leave my house I'd been working in my office all day I'm taking my dog out into the backyard I had heard sirens but where I live is the highway and it is the load car highway I would I don't know what the official numbers would be but I would venture to guess at least a good 75 percent of the high-speed chases that occur in Sierra Vista, start a little further south of me mm-hmm. and come speeding right through. Absolutely. Essentially my backyard because <laughs> the highway yeah. is behind our house. Yeah, Teresa's one road over from a, high, a state highway. Yeah. That state highway runs between Bisbee and Douglas and Sierra Vista. Yes. Um, Bisbee and Douglas are where mm-hmm. the border lies. Yes. And... Uh, that road is also, we're not talking a desolate road out in the country. Teresa is no. only literally a mile, mile and a half outside the city limits. Outside of the city limits, yes. I'm and, still Sierra Vista. Right. But we, we're that more right suburban. So it's, a, it's just a state highway. It's two mm-hmm. lanes going one direction, two lanes coming the other direction. But there's businesses, like stacks of businesses, restaurants, yes. movie theater, you know, there's all this gyms. stuff. Gyms. Everything is along that road. Gas stations. I schools. mean, schools. There's two schools. So we're talking, this is a community environment mm-hmm. road. Teresa lives one road over from it. So this is how close she yes. she lives to that road and that throughway. Yeah. So I take the dog outside. And because I needed to leave the house on time, I'm stepping out into the yard with her instead of just letting her roam around for an hour. Pretending like she doesn't know what she's doing out there. Um, I come around a corner and I am greeted with a gun that's pointed directly at me. I, of course, scream. It takes my brain a moment to acknowledge the fact that the person standing in front of me is Border Patrol agent. He, of course, immediately... I mean, this is all just in seconds. This wasn't as drawn out as what I'm going to tell it. Imagine in a split second, I'm face-to-face with a Border Patrol agent with a gun who... Lowers his gun, apologizes, but looks at me very urgently and says, you need to get in the house. We're chase. We had a load car. They ran. They're armed. Don't have to tell me twice. I'm going to get in my house. I'm going to lock all of my doors. I'm going to do all of these things. The reality as I went through the course of the day, because 
this was an adrenaline kick. I mean, this was zero to 150 in mere seconds. And the reality and why we're talking about this is because when I talked to Cheryl later, I think it was the next day because I didn't really, I was not in the mood to talk a lot. No. Don't blame it you. shook me hard. Mm-hmm. And when I was taught, when I did finally talk to Cheryl, it's like the reality of it was I was afraid to go out and sit in my own back, damn backyard on at my back porch where I enjoy. And we've been having 70 degree weather, which is perfect for sitting outside. But I was so afraid to be in my own and listen to that my own space. Because the day before, there had been a a coyote who bailed, is armed, and is using my home and my neighbor's homes against the Border Patrol to avoid being found. And by the way, they didn't find him. They still managed to get out. Somewhere. Somehow. So there you go. So that's my story from this week. And so why should anybody living in Sierra Vista ever feel unsafe? Sierra Vista, for those of you that don't know it, we have Fort Huachuca here. Mm -hmm. Very large military base. Um, I don't know where it ranks in size compared to other military bases. It's kind of small. But, (laughs) But, you know, I mean, we have a... We have a military base. We have a military base, yeah. We have a very strong and a very competent Sierra Vista police force. Um, We are, you know, we're we we have our DPS people Mm -hmm. that are part of this community and and travel through here a lot. You see their vehicles. Mm -hmm. We are very well protected by our law enforcement, both Mm -hmm. Border Patrol and 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 community and state representatives, and they their hands are so full. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're so full with what they're doing, and I feel so bad for them. I mean, there's been statistics that I've heard about the burnout. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Excuse me, the people that are retiring and and leaving, just flat out walking off the job because it's too much. They have seen too much, dealt with too much, had to deal with too much every single day. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that, that drives me crazy is when I first moved here 11 years ago to Sierra Vista, I felt so safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really did. I mean, you know, y- you laugh, but I mean, seriously, you, you're you going to get a DUI if you drive drunk in service. Right. <laughs> Especially because, you know, at, <laughs> at about 6 p.m., I mean, we the have... sidewalks literally, they rolled the fuck up. We okay? literally, like, have more between... Be between, you know, our local Sierra Vista police, the Border Patrol, the DPS. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are surrounded by police officers. So, of course, mm-hmm. from a perspective of raising a family here, how, living alone as a single woman here, mm-hmm. I mean, I always felt so safe. Yes. I mean, I really did. I That's agree. not necessary. When, when one of my best friends calls me and tells me the story of what just happened to Teresa, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you what, I don't. It makes it okay. I'm just gonna She's say it. Stuttering. It fucking pisses me off. Mm-hmm. There is no reason for this to be taking place. No. There's no. no and you know, our law enforcement is working so hard. You've got local police forces. You've got border patrol. You've got state. 
Um, and we have all these stupid fucking politicians, Vice President Hera, Harris. Hey, well, well we said Hobbs. this isn't going to be politically decided. It's not political. You know, but it's a missing piece. <laughs> they talk about it. They don't come back. They don't allocate resources. We can allocate billions of dollars for a war in Ukraine, but we can't allocate resources to secure our border and keep um, our own keep U.S. citizens safe. safe. So, right. and it's, you know. Fuck them. Fuck Vice President Harris. <laughs> there Fuck you go. Governor Hobbs. We, we were, we were not going to turn this political, but we knew and, Trump would We knew Trump. You're so funny. We knew you would the other night when we were talking about this. <laughs> we, we're like, we know Trump. Okay, but just think about this for a minute. No. I mean, I'm not turning this to anything political. No. I want every single political person, no matter what party, to sit down mm-hmm. and think about one thing for a little while. Let's go back to that. that our jail spent. That's just our jail. Yeah. $830,000 in just a few months. Yeah. Okay. What could $830,000 do to our local community? Could fix our fucking roads. Our roads could be fixed. Our veterans. Our veterans. Our veterans. Children. The schools. The schools could get. What? What? Think about this for a minute. Mm -hmm. What if our local schools got inundated with $830,000 instead? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, that'd be great because for all, all my teacher friends out there, I feel your pain. I really don't because I've never been a teacher, but I, I feel for you. Mm-hmm. And, the- and it's, you know, we don't care who who's in office. We don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. It is political. If you're running for office, you need to come down and fix the border. Well, and you I think the biggest issue yourself. with the politicians when they get involved, it's only a topic when it's convenient. The problem doesn't go away. I have lived here for 19 fucking years. And I can tell you this much. 19 years ago, living on post, it was just as big. It's just the load cars. That's a whole different thing. Right. But having friends who were MPs on post and hearing the amount of people coming across on a daily basis. Mm Mm-hmm. Stop using it as your hot topic. Oh, this is what people. Yeah, it's not a human rights down. issue because we have our own human rights issue. Exactly. About health and safety. You know, yeah. I shouldn't be afraid. And let's say, hypothetically, on Tuesday, it was the other way around. Absolutely. I'm not sitting in this chair Absolutely. today to record this. We're planning your funeral today. Planning, you're being a part of planning my funeral. Absolutely. I have friends who would be attending my own funeral if it had not been the Border Patrol agent, if it had been the load car driver who was armed instead. Yep. I'm dead. Absolutely. My children are grieving. My husband Mm -hmm. is grieving. My entire family and all of my friends are grieving. And Mm -hmm. that is the reality of living. in your own backyard. backyard. Yes. This isn't you traveling. Doing something that I do. Yeah. This isn't you traveling to a foreign country and doing no. something you're not supposed this to do. This is in my own backyard, mm-hmm. my home, Absolutely. where I live. And for the remainder of the day, being so afraid that the only way I was willing to sit on my own back porch is if my husband was out there with me and armed, and if I had my own gun sitting beside me. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yep. That was it. That's how I'm comfortable. And still, even this morning, I would not go outside and t- to drink coffee. And that's my routine. Right. 
Every morning, I start off on the back porch, grab my iPad, grab my cup of coffee. I go outside. My husband and I have conversation. I watch whatever I might be watching or plan my day. But it involves my own damn back porch. And as of this week, that's what I'm afraid of. Because what if I go out there? Absolutely. And those are legitimate fears. Exactly. We have talked about it. We were explaining this to, to Trapper earlier. The road that um, Teresa lives one road off of, the main main mm-hmm. thoroughway through our town is Highway 92. You guys can look that up if you care to. Yeah. Highway 92 is state highway. Um, that that goes to, uh, you know, out into Hereford, Palominos, um, Bisbee, you know, on into Douglas. Mm-hmm. So a beautiful road, generally speaking. Yes. Very drives through some uh, some real pretty areas of uh our, our Cochise County. Mm-hmm. And my son, who drives a motorcycle, he's um, will be 21 this year, and he drives a motorcycle. And, of course, he drives a crotch rocket, which scares the living bejesus out of mom to begin with. Um, but one of his favorite things to do is go up to what's called the crosses in our area, and mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, off that same road. Yes. I beg him daily when he gets ready to take a motorcycle ride to stay off of that road. He doesn't because for him – Going up to the crosses is kind of like a, a good sanctuary for him. It, he mm-hmm. loves going up on top of that mountain, sitting very on the cross. Peaceful. It is. It's a very, very beautiful area. It's the Our Lady of the Mountains. Yep. And uh, so you guys can look up pictures of that as well. It's absolutely beautiful, stunningly beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. And you can see for miles. You can see over into Mexico yep, from up there, you absolutely too, because it is right on the other uh-huh. side. So it's beautiful. You know, so that's where he goes. That's his sanctuary. He gets on his bike, which he enjoys and loves doing, and he goes there. And when he is going down that road, I am I am cringing in fear mm-hmm. because of the number of high speed chases that go down through that road. And and it, you know, I mean, there was one not too long ago where he pulled into one of the gas stations, went back out, and was going the wrong direction mm-hmm. at 120 miles an hour. Yeah. So well, there was you know, one because where we live is off down at the base of what's called it's Ramsey Canyon, very beautiful area. And they had that one because when they're recruiting via social media, these kids are coming out of Phoenix. They really hit the Phoenix area. They really hit the Phoenix area. The cartel area. is recruiting These kids bad. coming down here. <laughs> don't know these roads mm-hmm. i be- it was over the summer and it was a female and i believe if i remember correctly she was 17 18 years old she turned to go she was running and she turned up ramsey canyon yeah well if you're not from here you don't know that ramsey canyon it's, it's a great big <laughs> dead fucking end yeah it ends up at the canyons and the preserve which by the way if you're ever here and you like beautiful. hiking it's beautiful, beautiful year round up there yep so what did they do they set the spikes down at the bottom yeah well she came down it at 100 she literally the car i was once again sitting on my back porch i heard the crash mm-hmm literally flew across the intersection of Ramsey Canyon and Highway 92 trying to run because they ran into the dead end and launched the car. Mm -hmm. Didn't even touch the pavement until it was about a block on the other side further down when it rolled. I mean, you know, for, for anyone listening out there who has said, well, the border isn't that bad, is it? 
No, it's worse. Yeah. It's worse. They're understating it. They're, when people come yeah. to town and you see the stuff on the news, I mean, there's politicians down here all the time because they love it as a hot topic. Ooh, let's talk about the border. We're right. going to look. We're going to do this. Come spend time in the rural areas where there's shit on a daily basis. I counted one day because, well, when Cheyenne moved, she's like, oh, you know, the sirens, the sound of life for us in Arizona. And I made the commentary, don't worry, I'll count how many times the sirens run over the course of a day for you and just let you know randomly. And I did it one day. And by noon, and and I can see the highway. So I can verify, is it fire truck? Is it ambulance? And I did that. And I kept a tally. By noon, by noon, Border Patrol, Cochise County Sheriff, and State Patrol. There were 27 times of multiple vehicles. Now, if it's a, tra- a normal traffic stop, it's only one vehicle, people. You can tell the difference. When they are chasing a load car, when there's a chase involved, there are multiple, multiple cars. 27 times by noon one day, randomly in August. Yeah. I, I mean... This is ridiculous. We live, this is, a. I mean, Sierra Vista is the largest town in Cochise County, but people were not talking a large yeah, city. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a large city. We're not a large Trapper, city. Trapper, you're going to have to come down so you can then verify, no, definitely <laughs> not, not a large city. You know, and here's the thing. Not only is the cartel targeting those young people. Mm-hmm. But the fentanyl that's coming across, fentanyl being the main one. I mean, there's yes. other drugs. There's all kinds of opiates coming across. Yes. I just very quickly on my phone, I couldn't find statistics from 2023, but I will tell you that the death rate in 2021 was 67,325 people. In mm- Cochise County? No, overall. Oh. In the United States. Like, but how is there talking- anybody left? Okay. So here's what I want to talk to people about just briefly. We went off the rails as a country Mm -hmm. because of the number of deaths that were happening because of COVID. We went off the rails, shut down the world, shut down businesses, shut down schools, did all of those things. The opioid, what I'm going to call pandemic, Mm -hmm. that is now hitting the numbers of 2023, makes COVID look like it was a sneeze. Mm-hmm. Like it was it's, nothing. It's tragedy. Mm-hmm. It is. It's terrible. It is. It it's is. terrible. You know, <laughs> Teresa and I are sitting here as grieving moms. If you've listened to our our podcast before, you know Teresa and I have both lost children. I'm telling you what. If you're a parent of a child and you're not paying attention mm-hmm. to the illegal border issues that we have and the number of opioids that are crossing our border and hitting our our children's lives then shame on you well it's not even just that if you're a mother and that's true because you see it every week in arizona news like here yes, in Birdie valley yes there's anywhere from one to three deaths typically young people every week and it's fentanyl related yeah well and i mean it's and it's not just the drugs it's you started it out with it, the sex trafficking Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The sex trafficking you know. is ridiculous. I mean, it is for those of people, I'll tell you a little story and this has been proven. You can look it up and do it yourself. The cartel have created 
in uh, along the border of the U.S.-Mexican border, the cartel have created their own little mini encampments, I guess, for lack of better terminology. There's been there's been documentaries done on it. So it's basically tents that are set up close to the U.S. border. Mm-hmm. Anybody wanting to come across the U.S. border isn't just as easy as coming across the U.S. border. You know, we have laws in place, and we can keep up with those laws if we're not inundated it the way we have been. But the cartel will take, let's say, let Trapper, let's say you were coming across, and you wanted to come across, and your main goal, your main goal was to send money back home to your wife and kids. So you're doing it, seemingly, with the right mindset, although I still feel you should do it legally. But let's say you're one of those people, your your family has hit hard times and in Mexico, and you want to walk across the border and try to find a job and send some money back to your family. Okay, the cartel stops you at this little encampment before the border. Mm-hmm. They put a colored wristband on you. Um, they're greens, reds, they're different colors. The different colors distinguish the amount of money you owe and have to send back to the cartel. So let's say they deem, Trapper, that you have to pay $60,000 before you can start sending any money back to your family. You have to pay $60,000 back to the cartel. They're going to pack your pockets. They're going to pack your backpack. They're going to do all of that stuff with fentanyl and opioids and put a wristband on you. That wristband tells the person you got to deliver that stuff to when you get to the United States, which is a cartel member over in the United States as well. And they may say you've got to go to Chicago to deliver this off. No offense to the people in Chicago. I just picked a town. It's a random. It's random. So maybe you have to meet up with that person and deliver those drugs. Now, if you get caught, Somewhere between here and Chicago, your ass is in the slammer, That's right? Your own and your family Difficult. is still, but they don't care. So now let's say you make it all the way to Chicago. You drop off those opioids and fentanyl and whatever else is in your backpack to the person that you were supposed to see in Chicago. Now you're a drug mule. You've got to either go back across the border and do it again to pay off your debt of $60,000, or you've got to distribute there in the, inside the city limits of Chicago. Right now, let's say you make ten thousand dollars over a weekend. Okay, you bring it back to this guy. Now, I don't know if any of you is at pay as pay as you go loans or whatever it is. You know, the interest rate is like sixty eight percent or seventy five percent or something stupid. So, you know, for every hundred dollars you make, you know, ninety five of it goes towards interest on your loan, and then a whole measly five dollars goes <laughs> towards paying your payment. Right? Yeah. So that's how the process starts with this poor guy that came across with good intentions of doing nothing but helping his family. Eventually, you're just too far in and can't get out. You're too far in it, and you can't can't get get out out. of it. You you can't get out of it, and it's a vicious, vicious cycle. And what happens if you miss one of those payments or you get killed in the process? Now you're family. Now think about this, Trapper. You're that gentleman that's dealing with all of this. You have a wife and a daughter. Do you know what happens to your wife and your daughter? They're on the chopping block. They are there. They become sex slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're sold to the highest bidder yeah. or maybe several highest bidders in one day or in a month or in a six month time period. Yeah. Now, your daughter, who is beautiful. We all know that your daughter is beautiful. She would be she would be very much wanted. She would be sold over and over and over again. Trap. Over and and it's over a tra- and over this again. is like the tragedy of reality that we're living here in, Absolutely. in the southern border. And state. it is. 
and for all of our viewers and listeners and audience, this is not a political statement, as Teresa has said. Yeah. It's just um, sharing experiences from living in Arizona, because this is such a broad issue, and it can be very controversial. But when um, we hear directly from those who are directly impacted by the illegal immigration um, and the... Um, 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 the violence and um, public safety issues. I think it sheds new light on this is a this is a very big issue, right? Yeah. And someone has to step in and intervene and and offer some assistance and support to address it. And um, by no means do we oppose immigration. No, absolutely not. This is a, Cheryl and I have legal friends who are immigrants. Yeah, I have and several. Shame, shame on politicians from both sides of the aisle for trying to manipulate the messaging and optics about this, that is a human rights issue and other things, because we're also suffering here in Arizona. We have our own human rights violations and a, and a safety issue. So yeah. uh, well, it, and really let's, hope that yeah. the, the well, stories and sharing have helped yeah, shed light but let's, for our, let's our audience. Let's talk about one other part of this trap that very rarely gets talked about. Um, you know, when they're coming across the border as rapidly as they have been, um, we have no checks and balances, especially starting next week when Title 42 ends. Um, for those of you that don't know, Title 42 allowed us, if they had a communicable disease or COVID, um, we could turn them around if they were one of the ones we actually stopped and processed. We could turn them around if they had polio or or you know i mean mm -hmm. anything like we yeah but our legal ability expires in like a week doesn't it does it? Yep. title week. 42 ends next week so think about you know i mean mexico is a poor country overall except for the cartels of course but mexico is a poor country they don't have they don't have means of stopping um diseases like we do here in the united states so we have no idea. And let's go back to those statistics again. It's not just Mexican people that are coming across. It's from Guatemala. It's from El Salvador. It's from Honduras. It's from a lot more than that. It, well, absolutely. That's a whole different so, category. You know, I mean, so we have, we lose the ability next week to check them even for something as simple as do a simple COVID test. Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, we lost our damn minds when COVID hit. We closed down everything, but now we are just allowing people, not knowing what kind of disease they are bringing into our country, mm -hmm. to our children, yeah. to our elderly. We have no idea what they're bringing across that border. You know, not only is it the, the drugs and the sex trafficking, but we're talking just basic human, like, health issues that, mm -hmm. uh, that affects us all. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I mean, it affects us all. I mean, I luckily have never had COVID. I don't want it. I don't want to get it. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, I mean, so if we have something in place that will keep somebody from coming across my border and bringing it to me, mm -hmm. then I'm all for it. But yeah. that ends next week. Yeah. And we're a sovereign week. nation. So we should be able to protect and defend. Absolutely. Our people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It, and, um, we, we, we're giving away all of our leverage and our ability to do that. And um, it's putting everyday Americans, you know, like Teresa, right, in harm's way. Absolutely. So, I mean, every, it puts Cheryl, I mean. All of us, my children, your children. Your children, yeah, everybody. 
Yes. You know, and that's why the beginning of this, and that's what I had mentioned to Cheryl when we first discussed talking about it. It's not political. This is not based in hate. This is reality. This is the real thing. And I, I want to make just one more thing here because I think we're going to wrap it up here shortly. For those who are haters, who you hate Mexicans just because they're Mexican, Hispanic, knock it the hell off. Absolutely. Knock it the hell. Because there are a lot of people. you you and I talked about this the other day. On a daily basis during the week, how many people come across the border no. to shop here, to support to here. our well, not only shop, economy? They come here to work. They come here to work. I mean, if you they go, come yeah. across. They go through the Border Patrol checkpoints. They come over. They work here. Yeah, absolutely. They shop here. They contribute here. That's not who we're talking about. You cannot generalize and see someone who is Hispanic and yell at them, go back to your own country. because Or any race for that matter. Yes, or any race. Let's make this very abundantly clear. I don't care what color their skin is. If you look at somebody and your first thought is to tell them to go back home, you need to check yourself real damn fucking quick. Absolutely. Because you are a problem. (coughs) Period. And you yeah. don't like my opinion on that, you can feel free to yeah. never listen to, my, uh, to this absolutely. podcast again. So here's the thing. You know, there are, as of 2021, 331.9 million people in the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay? This fiscal year alone in 2023, fiscal year runs um, from October to September um, for the Border Patrol, who does mm-hmm. all these numbers. Yeah. Um, the Border Patrol statistic from October 22 until today. Yes. Uh, until the day I ran this report or wherever it was last updated. Um, 1,544,087 people were encountered by our Border Patrol. I don't doubt that. So that's half and that's the how many... population of the U.S., that has been, not quite half, but almost half of the number of people that actually live in the United States and are U.S. citizens, mm-hmm. our Border Patrol, our overworked Border Patrol here in the United, that's a United States number, not Cochise County, mm-hmm. in the United States has encountered one point, over 1.5 million people that they've had to try to deal with. Mm-hmm. That is, try to process them, try to get them to come back to hearings, try to see if they're healthy or not, try to protect their children and their wives of the people coming across there. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And you know what? I did not do anything funky to try to pull statistics. Go to U.S. Customs and Border Protect- Protection. Just Google it and look it up your damn self, folks. Mm-hmm. You know, these mm-hmm. are real true numbers taken from the border patrol these are the people in our united states that are dealing with this day after day after day after day they've been dealing with it all along but it continues to get worse yes it continues to get worse that 1.5 million and we're not even through fiscal year yet in 2023 is if it continues at its same pace is absolutely going to exceed last year's total of 2.766 million Mm mm-hmm astonishing it is it's crazy and it's 
the reality. It it's, is it's what reality. this is. If you, you live know, in a border town, border well, town, you li- everywhere in the United States is turning into a border town. Let's yeah. face it. Yeah. With those kind of numbers, every yeah. city, every state in America is turning into a border town. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you the problems that we deal with here. And by no means will anybody ever get me to say I dislike Sierra Vista. Teresa knows this. All of my friends know that yeah. I love living in Sierra Vista, I was Vista, just going to say, before anybody comes at us and says, well, you could move. Yeah, I'm where I want to be. I love. <laughs> we chose I this love, as home. I love. Cochise County overall is one of the most beautiful counties, bar none, that I have ever had the pleasure of driving through. Now, see, now you're irritating the ones that are further up north. You I know. know. Trapper, I get it. he's planning on Trapper, Yavapai, Yavapai <laughs> County is beautiful. You got part of Sedona, parts in Cochise and, and Coconino, of course. But yeah, we, we hold our own up here. We hold yeah, our own. Yeah, you know, yeah, this... I love Arizona. I truly, truly do. I am an Arizona person it's in my blood even though i was born and raised in michigan but i love 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 arizona and i love cochise county Mm -hmm. my my son and grandkids live up in yavapai county and i go visit and i am and trying to figure out my world as i get closer to retirement is spending two weeks up there and two weeks down here and Mm -hmm. a lot of people ask me why don't you just move up there why don't you just live by your kids because i love cochise county Mm-hmm. I lo- I'm a hiker, and this is like a hiker haven. It yeah. truly, truly is. I love this area. I love the friends I've made here. I love the community. I think um, I think Sheriff Daniels is probably one of the best sheriffs you're ever going to run across. I, I do mean, too. overall, I do for agree. Cochise County, he is fabulous. He does a great job of protecting all of us here and his people. Our Border Patrol is, is amazing people. Do we have bad apples everywhere? Absolutely. Yes. But, you know, overall, our Border Patrol here in Ketchies County is phenomenal. They work their asses off on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But yet, when you go through a Border Patrol checkpoint, they're still friendly. Yeah. It, you know, they're yeah. still friendly. They still will, you know, say hello to you. They'll still greet you. Yeah. It, you know, they're working their asses off to try to do everything they can to protect us. But when statistics tell you that so far this year, since October of 2022, they've encountered and had to deal with 1.544 million people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, uh, pff, us as Crazy. business owners, can you imagine having 1.5 million customers to deal with? Uh, please, no. <laughs> I mean, that uh-uh. is total enforcement actions yeah. taken directly from the Border Patrol um, website. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and I'm going to, I have one more story because this was what I woke up to. First thing I saw. And on- into our audience. I had to exit our podcast a little bit early because today is actually um, National Awareness for Missing and Murdered Indigenous People, which is a lot of irony uh, we're talking about. We need I to do a podcast to- on that. Yes, we do. Yeah. And I actually have to lead a community walk, but, um, Thank you all for listening, and I know you're in good hands with my gal, Cheryl Teresa. And we're going to finish it off. And Trapper, you have a good walk. Yeah. Thank you. We definitely need to. That's one of them that's on that list. We definitely need to raise awareness for that. So we'll be doing a podcast soon on that, Trap. All right, Trap. You be safe, and we'll see you for the next podcast. And then Thanks. Love you all. Bye. Bye. All right, so we're going to, I'm going to finish up. So we've been talking about the real life things, the real life situations. So like I pointed out when I was sharing my story earlier, you know, just minutes after getting off the phone 
with Cheryl the night that she asked me, are you brave? Which is always a thing. It's the first time she's asked me if I was brave. <laughs> Usually I'm the one asking if she's brave. But, and, you know, sharing that, you know, right after, you know, the irony of right as soon as I ended the call and hearing all the sirens going. The very first story this morning that I see as I sit down on my back porch to start drinking coffee and starting my day, and I open up Facebook, and there is a story that's been shared by the Cochise County Sheriff's Department, which would be Sheriff Daniels. And it was about a high-speed chase that started, literally, once again, out in my area. A vehicle that was doing upwards of 100 to 120 miles per hour, running through the highway, running down the highway. Now, thankfully, based on the time that it would have been posted, it would have been probably roughly about midnight last night mm-hmm. when it was happening. So thankfully, a probably time. for the most part, the highway stretches would have been very much deserted desert, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, with the few that might be working later, but we don't even really have much in town that works overnight too much so thankful for that however they went through via highway 90 ran all the way through town which through when we say through town you're running through where all the shopping plazas are you're coming past the mall all the culvers the burger kings the mcdonald's mm-hmm. all the fast food restaurants all the mom and pop restaurants walmart target fries grocery shop stores our, all our sh- whole town our whole town <laughs> yeah. exists, exists our, almost in one corner right they went through there, ran down the bypass, still multiple times they were spotted, but they were choosing not to engage to force them into town because that's what a lot of them will choose to do. And the last thing you want is a car that's doing 120, 100 to 120 miles per hour Absolutely. barreling through a house yep. in the middle of the night when people will be sleeping. So at the corner where the bypass meets 90... So from 92, turning on to 90, they were involved in a vehicle accident. There was one vehicle that was hit by them. They took off, of course, because that's what they do. Yep. They're running. Mm-hmm. They ran all the way down through Wachuca City. And in lower Wachuca City, the Sheriff's Department, DPS, Border Patrol deployed the spikes. They still ran all the way up the hill, somewhere between Wachuca City and Whetstone, mm-hmm. is where the vehicle finally stopped, and it caught on fire. Now, here's the sadness. This driver, odds are, we'll probably find out in the next couple of days, probably once again, a, teenager a from young the Phoenix adult area. Yep. out of the teeni- Phoenix area, area typically. 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 Mm-hmm. We've had them from a lot of other places, but Phoenix tends to be... Where they're out of. They recruit from there. They immediately bailed out of the vehicle. The vehicle caught on fire. The illegals that were being carried were in the trunk Mm -hmm. of the vehicle, which is much like your vehicle, looks wise. Mm -hmm. And the vehicle caught on fire. Yep. The driver didn't care. No, because he's getting paid. Because he's getting. Or she. Yeah, he or she, if they can get away, they they got a chance to do it again. Mm Mm-hmm. They're getting paid. The people in the vehicle would have died. Absolutely. If it had not been for the very quick response of the Border Patrol in the Sheriff's Department with five fire extinguishers, because they even listed it out. And I think because of Sheriff Daniels and how he 
you can tell every now and then when he writes. Mm-hmm. And five fire extinguishers put out the flame so they could get the illegals. No, Ill- none of the occupants of the trunk of the vehicle were harmed. There were sheriff's department personnel that were, because of smoke inhalation, right? With they had to go to the hospital and having breathing issues. But, but they're alive. But they're alive. Absolutely. And so were the people that were in the trunk of the vehicle. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't. I don't remember if it stated that they captured the driver or not. I don't remember. I started reading it, and then I got a phone call from a customer, so yep. I didn't finish reading the article. So, so I, I can't speak intelligently. Yeah. So. so, but this is the reality. This is the reality of Cochise County. This is the reality. And that has, you know, I mean, a, a trigger of that particular story is... My heart goes out to the families of those people in that trunk, too. Mm-hmm. It, you know, this is a problem on both sides of the yes. border. This affects people, human beings, family, women, children, men, grandpas, grandmas. Exactly. It affects so many generational-type things that for a family. Yes. Teresa and I know the, the pain of losing a child. Mm-hmm. My child was 22. Hers was seven weeks. It doesn't matter. The pain of losing a child. I don't care if everybody in that trunk was 50 years old. It's someone's child, someone's husband, Mm -hmm. someone's brother. There has to be a way for us as two countries that border each other to sit down and have conversations. Exactly. And stop it from being political. Yes. Stop it from being all those things. Let these people that really, really, truly are coming for all the right reasons, not mm-hmm. the drug smugglers, not the people that are, are have a long list of felonies already that have been, you know, ousted from our country, not mm-hmm. those people. Let the good ones come and let them work and provide for their families. Yes. But it, it takes, as Sheriff Daniel said in that quote that I read earlier, I'm going to find it again. It takes, how did he say it, until we have a collective effort from state, local, and federal working together. And that's exactly it. That's what it takes. We all have to work together. And for you people who are in office, thinking about running for office, you know, do the right damn thing. Stop making it just it's not political. a hot topic that you discuss. It's, it should never be political. This is about humans. Yes, it is. So, ah, you know. All right. See, I told you we could do it. We had a moment with Trapper turning it political, but yeah, we got it. Yeah. I told you we could do this, and we can. We did. We do appreciate if you've made it through this whole podcast and we haven't completely pissed you off. But you know what? Even if we've pissed you off, <coughs> communicate with us. Talk to us. Absolutely. We're open to all uh, all thoughts. Communicate with us. I think the biggest thing is a lot of this does start, like we've all said before, communication. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So communicate with us. We thank you. We appreciate you. And obviously, let's go over our, all of our places. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, pretty much anywhere that you like listening to your podcast at. You can find us there. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you want to want to email us, you can reach out to us at crazy at courageorcrazy.com. And we look forward to being with all of you again. And 
I think that's it. That's it. Did I do okay? You did that's great. Tracker, Trace, you remembered them all. Hey, I remember. Right. And it was, oh, wait. It's Tweeter. It's Tweeter. We got to do that. Let's not forget. We got to do that in honor of our buddy yes, trapper. In honor of our buddy trapper, who I could tell was in the vehicle <laughs> heading out. So, <laughs> anyway, everyone have a great day, and we'll see you all soon. Blessings. Bye.